entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 321. And it's... Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. We're doing a uh, Instagram story as we're opening up the podcast because we've got a little gift basket over there. A nifty gifty. And we're not a exactly sure who it's gifty. from. Layton, why don't you show us who dropped off this gift for us? Oh, and by the way, today on the podcast, we've got some feed up we're going to talk about. And a listener sent us some coffee to our P.O. Box. And you Ooh. could do the same thing. P.O. Box. P.O. Box. 2453. Elkhart, Indiana. 465-17. Check out the website for sure to confirm. Oh, my. There's so much talking going on. <sighs> anyway, Layton, who's, uh, who's this gift basket from? And, or and what, what, what are you going to share today? What, what, I, I'm going to share a story of a really sad, fateful death. Oh, hold on. Oh. All right. Keep on going. The Instagram story cut off right <laughs> right before you said sad, painful death, which was the most – it would have been the most a, interesting a part sad, of that whole opening. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> well, I guess now this I is just – chairs, My chair is falling apart. This I'm is just switch, for the podcast uh, I'm, listeners. I'm going I'm to – pardon me while I listen to something. To Do you have a voicemail? Because this might be another topic. This is a podcast episode from 2016. Chosen at random. Note the music is the same. Yeah. Good music. Uh, Good taste. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 159. Tonight we've got a great episode planned for you. Lane, of course, is in Idaho. Oh. Oh. Yup. And it's Tuesday, Election Tuesday, November 8th, 2016. Okay, that worked perfectly. <clears throat> so our, our other topic of discussion is uh, the evolution of Layton's voice introducing Tuesday on the podcast, and it, whether it's good or bad. The evolution. I feel like it's just I feel the like, same. I, don't, I can't tell a difference. Uh, okay, so that was... Okay, and Layton, uh, very or, gravelly. Jeff, play it in the front of your microphone. It picks up like, much better. Oh, uh, up here. Okay. Yeah. But that's a poor. That's it was a poor. It was a poor choice. It was a video call. Yeah. Excited about what you said. You to convert your photos. Okay. Here we Welcome go. to the French Press Podcast. This is episode three hundred and twenty. And it's Tuesday, April seventh. Well, that was just a few weeks ago. Okay, that was just last week. Okay, but it's been it's been more like that recently. Okay, um, let's try. Is it because he stopped smoking? Do you think? I oh, I think so. Want someone to take every episode that we've ever done and splice together all of the sound bites that I ever said it's Tuesday the year. August. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. I may be wrong. This is episode one hundred and forty-eight. I'm Ruben and I'm Layton, and it's. Tuesday, August uh, 30th. Yeah. He was really gravelly I, I in the Idaho remember, episode. I well, know, I Idaho was rough. I remembered Layton uh, more commonly being 
Tuesday. Like, like really <laughs> dramatic with best. it. Well, that's his Jeff, voice has got wore out after over. A the lot years. has probably, changed. You know what? It probably happened when you got married. <clears throat> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna listen to one more. Uh, the evolution of Layton's voice. We could do the evolution of uh, the French Fest, which is it did, and then it did, and then it didn't. <laughs> Welcome to the French Fest podcast. This is episode two hundred. 78 or 268 we did make a little mistake in our episode numbers and so yeah we've it feels like we're we did a lot of work that we uh had to go back and this redo, is a great episode it's not really true that, that, right. that was actually part of my feedback for today but well it, that's why ruben we have <laughs> a do we skip the date on that day for people to know actually when this was recorded. That's why we say the date. What uh. is the date? The date is February 12th, 2019. <laughs> there was no Tuesday. <laughs> uh, well, okay, listeners, uh, I guess I guess this discussion dies here. Um, <laughs> and, and for the listeners, record, if for the you record, think... I don't want anyone ever to bring up the old episodes. They are lost. They may as well be at the bottom of the ocean. Why don't you do... Oh, oh, you're saying before episode 76? Yes, the, 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 the whichever, lost episodes. Yeah. So the lost episodes are they are truly lost. lost. They're called lost for a reason. They are lost. But, Ruben, where are they? they I were, don't know. They were digital. I know. They were posted online somewhere. At some point in time. So then aren't they on the old backups of websites or something? Hosts have have moved on and changed and migrated, and those servers that that was stored on probably are at the bottom of some dumpster, some some dump somewhere. So what you're saying is we need to go dumpster diving for our old episodes. In the digital. We need to go into the matrix. Go into the dumpster matrix. Uh, No, that sounds like way too much work. I know. Let's get the militant fans to go lost podcast hunting. They yeah. won't find them. On this, it's rather than going Easter hunting for eggs. Next year? No, 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 this year. Well, that's passed already as well. Well, they can have a late Easter egg hunt, except instead of Easter eggs, it'll be podcast episodes in dumpsters and landfills. In digital dumpsters. Digital dumpsters. Go find uh, your nearest matrix and hop into the digital dumpster and see if you can find a lost episode. Anyway, well, <laughs> listeners, back to the the Layton's voice discussion. If you think I'm right, or if you think I'm wrong, uh, go ahead and comment on uh, on the on the Facebooks. Well, and and describe the try to p- put some adjectives to the evolution. Yeah. Did the voice get deeper? Did it get higher? Did it get gr- more gravelly? Is Less it gravelly? Is it more smooth? Is Did it, it get, more uh, more mature? Is it more of a syrupy sound that just ah, syrupy smooth laughs <laughs> into the earlobes, vibrating the eardrums? But we've got feedback. That I think people would be more interested in hearing about. Possibly, we'll find out. Mark, well, we never, we, Mark wait, Yoder wait, asked we a question. Talking about that, we never finished talking about it. Anyways. Oh, you're right. Our gift basket. Oh, yeah. Thank so, you to someone. Who who do we owe this great our gratitude? The, <laughs> just watch. It's probably not for us. Uh, inside this uh, gift box, 
Um, Which you saw, on, you can see on the on the, our story on Instagram. Yeah, follow yeah. us on Instas. There's some coffee cups. With What's some, our Instagram handle? Uh, granola French bars press pod. Nice. Uh, so they they left a little note called just a little note on the front, mm. and it's got some uh, hand drawn flowers. Mm, I want to see it in a very cutesy way. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to open up the card. All right. And it says, "Dear French Press Podcast, Quarantine Survival Box." Enjoy homegrown garden tea, homemade granola bars hmm. from Lacretta. Oh, that's my mom. Yes. Ah. Hey, what's fished? All right. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Thanks, Aunt Lucretia. Yeah. Um, thanks, Ruben's mom. Well, okay. Lucretia. So there's there's green tea in there, or not green tea? There's garden tea in there, right? Uh, the g- guarantee. Is Guadatea. it leaves or is it liquid? What, what what's the status? Well, it looks like uh, paper shavings. I mean. I don't think that very appetizing tea is going to come from these paper shavings. Probably not. Dig a little deeper. Okay, I'm done. Dig a little deeper in the whale, friend. Dig a sugar in the raw. In the whale. All right. Are we uh, supposed to have a tea episode instead of a coffee? Well, episode? not this week because we have a special guest sent yeah, us right. coffee Wowzers. from another state. This is oh, this is lovely. Okay, so she she did give us um, a little glass uh, container. It looks like uh, Pyrex. Pop, pop. I don't know my container brands. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe Pampered Chef. Um, Tupperware, do they have glass? It looks like it says Vittle. Vettel. I don't think Tupperware has Ye- No, glass. it's it's Yettle. Maybe they do. Either way. Liddy. It's a small <laughs> detail that doesn't really pertain it to doesn't. anything. Anyways, uh, she she gave us a container with leaves in it. Looks like the, these leaves are tea leaves grown from a garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guada. Uh, and also a pack of sugar in the raw turbinado cane sugar. So, um, are we gonna make this tea on the podcast, or are we gonna save it for next? I think we should do it next week. Let's do it next week because we got coffee this time. But wow. I think that we could um, try these granola bars because there's two of each granola. There's two granola bars for each of us. Yeah, and they are they are sealed. They're homemade, but they're sealed. Wow, like a little you know, little, bag. L- little plastic. What do you guys uh, think? Yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree with you. I yeah, concur, right? Jeff. <clears throat> All right. And we could use these cups uh, for our coffee this week. Perfect. So Since I forgot to get since, cups. Since we uh, are talking about the coffee, let's just continue with that. Yeah. Do you think it's finished sitting there, Jeff? Yeah, it's probably finished sitting there. All right. Um, you should press it down. And what, do, what do you call coffee that is waiting to be pressed? Unpressed coffee. Unim- is it unimpressive? So no. one, once once it is pressed, is it depressed coffee? Technically, yes. It's or is it just pressed? Uh, Ruben, do you want yours without uh, uh, with little franzel or without? Uh, with the franzel. As, as, as long as it's not Corona franzel. You may regret this choice. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> oh, it's just paper. All right, I want to uh, share who this coffee is from. Okay. Um, it's from a <clears throat> listener, and I want to make sure that I don't mess up the last name. I, I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I do want to confirm. Oh, my word. These these bags that look, your mom bagged these uh, things in are, are, are pre-cut. Like, there's a tear already started. They're oh, perforated. Wow. That is cool. That is impressive. All right, today's coffee. Mm. It comes. Oh, wow. It comes from Aaron Helmuth. Uh, he has commented some on 
I think someone on our Instagram, his, his brothers commented some as well. Is he kind of like a, a, a if, uh, what, what's his name? He K- would, Ken Miller? No. Oh, oh Ken Miller. Uh, he's not to that level yet. He still has a couple more comments to go. Although, sending coffee really does give you quite a few golden points. Yeah, it does. Coffee is worth at least 10 comments. Oh, yeah. If so, not more. And a couple of likes, too. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> if we want to play the French press game, is my uncle's brother. So, Ruben's uncle by marriage, brother, Aaron. So, he's your, your uncle-in-law's brother. He'd be my aunt's husband's brother. Oh, th- well, why did you just say so? Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to show you what the oh. flavor was. <clears throat> so, I'll pretend it. I, don't, I actually don't want to play it. No, don't know what flavor it is. Okay. Did you get the name of the, the roaster, I, though? I did. Okay. So, Tasting this coffee now. Hmm. It's smooth. It is smooth. I really like it. I do too. Mm. It's it's a really good brew to me for if, the French press. It sure. feels it feels strong, but it's not at all bitter. Correct. Not at all, you know, muddy. Yeah, that's it's very, it's very kind of pretty good. Clean and um, strong. Boy. It's clean and strong. It's maybe just a little bit um, grainy, dirty, quite murky. Fill your mouth all the way full of coffee flavor, but that's a good thing. Well, you just need to fill your mouth more before swallowing. To me, it tastes like like uh, I'm, I'm picturing a tuxedo or like a very crisp black yeah, suit. Exactly, clean yeah. cut, strong tuxedo. It's not necessarily the. Does it have the vest am underneath? I, am I correct in saying? Uh, am I correct in saying it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing to wear, but it makes you feel very refined. Yes, refined. Yes, I'll get behind that. And there, and therefore, <laughs> is comfortable because you feel comfortable, not necessarily in the clothes that you're in, but as how you appear. So in your atmosphere. What you're saying is that this coffee, while not having the best flavor, does give you a confident feeling. It definitely yes. makes me feel fancy. Kind of like in in some way, well, no, I was going to say kind of like a This is the kind of coffee you would drink out of a teacup because it is that kind of coffee. You yeah. mean like with your pinky kind yeah. of stuck up in mm-hmm. the air? Yeah. And maybe with a little bit of sugar. I I think a little bit of sugar would really We've got some sugar in the raw. It is true, but we should say that for the tea. Well, and plus, we're not allowed to pollute That's true. the coffee with anything, even though I've been pushing for it so for years. Literally. Pollute the coffee. Yes. With cream. Yes. And turn it into something that it is not. What if I consistently put in the same amount of cream? I feel like we could get behind that. It's been too long now. <laughs> Some things you can't go back and well, I mean, really, you can't go back and change anything. And if we would have just been starting with the French press rating system, maybe Jeff and I could get behind that idea. Right. But now that we've been doing it for so long, well, yeah, uh, I, I agree. agree. You can't go back, but you can start anew. But then our rating system will not be consistent doesn't our rating system have enough like entries on it to like consider that like okay that's one board done that's one 
Airtable done, and then we lay it to rest. We had a good run with it. You know what, Airtable? <sighs> We've no. had some really good times. We've I had some DOS bog truly, times. See, what happens, oh. what happens when you pollute coffee with flavor is you, it's better. you think that DOS bog is good. And it's not. <laughs> you have to get the raw, unadulterated flavor of the coffee in order to get a raw, unadulterated opinion about it. But then my question is, agree, a Jeff. lot of our listeners, a lot of our listeners do add cream to their coffee. Mm-hmm. And so our table is not helpful to them at all. Yeah, it is. Because good coffee is good whether you add cream or sugar or not. Yeah, I agree. It's only bad coffee... That you can make the badness less uh, experienced. Severe. By adding cream or sugar. But anyway, what's your rating for this coffee? I would rate it a solid four. I think I'm going to give it a five. Ruben! I'm serious. I really, really like it. It It ain't no Costa Rican Tarasu. It's not, but it's a five But it's the closest thing to that... Okay, there you have it. Well, I'm glad that I rated it a four because I agree. I, I agree. I was torn between four and a five. I don't think it's quite a five. Which coffee did you rate a four? Because it's not rated yet. I haven't rated it yet, but um, I, like I'm telling you, my, my mental ascent. We'll put, I'll put I'll put you down. Thank you. And Ruben, you give it a five. Yeah. So what does it even out to? Up to a four point seven. Do Let's you think? See how that ranks in our. Costa Rican Tarasu is a 5.0. Costa Rican from Hemisphere Coffee is a 4.7. Wow. And it's right up here. Wow. At a 4.7. Above El Salvador Blend. And you're making me crazy. I'm I'm glad that it takes all three of us in order to get a perfect Mm 5.0. Yeah. You know, because it really shows that a coffee has to withstand... The buds of three. And we have four 5.0 coffees in our table. L- list those, Jeff. Uh, it's the uh, Café Naranjo, which is from Costa Rica, which you can only buy in Costa Rica, I think. Uh, we have the Costa Rican Terrazu, Um and that is from Main Street. We have the Guatemalan uh, Tenango. Hmm. I think oh, I said I that right. I think that was from uh, – was that a – That's from Red Mug Coffee Roasters. Yeah. No, no, no. But wasn't that through the uh, – that, that, that service that matches you up with coffee? What is it called? Possibly. Drink trade or something? Possibly. Really? I Maybe don't remember not. that we had we, no, drink we trade had, coffee. We had one – no, it wasn't drink trade. Uh, then we had the uh, uh, Life – excuse me, Life Boost Organic Signal Origin Medium Roast. Do you know what that is from? Costa Rica? Well, I'm saying what store? Oh. Aldi? No, I don't I know. I think so. <laughs> was it really? I think it is. I could I be wrong. Maybe. But I, I think Life Boost was from Aldi. Aldi does have some good coffee. Anyway. And pizza. We didn't even talk about the uh, the roast or the flavor that this coffee is from. but <clears throat> Yeah, what what is this, Ruben? Um, it is Kapi Luwak. And it's the Monkey Business Coffee is the name of the roaster. But this... Is this this the coffee is the Kapi Luwak. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Is this the coffee that's eaten by <laughs> by monkeys? And it then does look like they it. go around getting the, collecting the beans from their business. 
That's what, is that why the they logo, called monkey business? The logo looks like it, but we'd have to do a little more research to see. Is he see. flinging anything? He's not flinging, but it is gently dropping from you know from his behind. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Check it out. Oh, my word. But it's too almost too cartoonish for me to think it's real. It is coming from his behind. All right. I'm going to read the description. Cape Luwak. We, and we drank this coffee and made it before we looked at, you know, what the... They have some pretty high claims. But but where is it from? It's from... Where? Where does it say it's from? I think it says on the front. Uh, it's from Indonesia. Produce of Indonesia. It says, Kapi Luwak is the Rolls Royce of the coffee world. That's a high claim. The very best premium tasting coffee money can buy. The Asian palm kivet. Sive. Sivet. Sive. 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 I don't know what that is. Is a tree living, is a tree living creature indigenous to Indonesia. They select only the ripest, tastiest coffee beans, and these beans pass through. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, the, we did the, it. This is the poop coffee. They, it is. Oh, this wow. is poop coffee. They are then collected, thoroughly cleaned, and then roasted for you to enjoy the richest and most luxurious cup oh, of poo. Word. I mean coffee. <laughs> we are drinking poop coffee, and it's good. Thank you, Aaron Helmuth. Wow. I wow. never thought I would ever get to experience monkey poop in my and it's really good in my civet poop what let's look up what a civet looks like i don't know what a civet is but if you would want to buy it but look for monkey business coffee and then the the roast we got is a kopi k-o-p-i luwak l-u-w-a-k and i guess you can also go to the air table and see the spelling there it's they their claim that come on it is the Rolls Royce of the coffee world. It's good. It's really good. It is really good. Tasting notes. This is on the label. It says, tasting notes. Smooth, not bitter, with a complex aroma. Hints of caramel, <clears throat> chocolate, a and monkey poop. Looks like a cross it between does not say a cat and a raccoon. And a hyena. Does that not look like... And a French bulldog. Oh, I can't even. This internet is so stinking slow. It's okay, Jeff. We have the Rolls Royce of coffee sitting on our cups. Are you going to show it to us? Um, no, I can't even expand it because this internet is so slow. It won't even let me. Do so, anything. well, okay. We've talked about you know wanting to try some of this coffee before. Now that we've had it, it's better. I, I kind of thought more of it was hype than really it actually being that good a flavored coffee but it was really good i'm glad i it tasted it before you knew yes that's why we it's always good to taste before you read the label unless you're buying at a store and you're trying to find something particular but, and now i want to put creamer in it and try it even more if you're getting you know something to drink or eat from friends or strangers definitely try it try it first oh, no. i feel like our description before we read the label was pretty spot on yeah well, we didn't say the caramel or chocolate. This well, is an Asian no. palm civet. Yeah, it looks like a raccoon. Yeah. It looks like a raccoon, but it but it's a little longer. Like, its body is longer like a cat. It's yeah. not so fat. Raccoon it looks like a lemur and a raccoon had a child. A child? Not a child, but, you know, a, a baby something. 
All right. Well, my day just looked a whole lot better. Yeah. We've got some some feedback to get to. Yeah. Let's get to that feedback, so, and then let's get to the edible, and then let's get to my story of a oh, sad a sad ending, a sad death. Okay. We, uh, need to... we had a comment from Mark Yoder in reference to last week's podcast. He yeah. asked, what kind of peach tree did Jeff plant? Jeff, mm. you never really told us. Are, oh, uh, are there different yeah. kinds of peach trees, or is the tree a peach my, tree? Uh, my peach tree is a Red Haven peach tree, uh, and I just grabbed one at Lowe's. You can buy peach trees at Lowe's. Yeah, and they're ready to plant. Wow. And I specifically intentionally chose one without a stake in the pot because um, I, I was doing some research online and found that if you buy a tree that already has a stake in it, um, it's likely to have a weaker trunk. Mm. And so you should avoid staking your tree unless it is a dwarf tree, in which case you should stake it because the roof you sh- sometimes need to stake root. Uh, dwarf trees because the root structure is t- shallow enough that the tree can blow over. Okay. Because in order to make it a dwarf tree, they have to transplant it onto a smaller root base, which keeps the tree small. Okay. Or sorry, not transplant it, graft it onto a small root base. How long will you know? How long will it take before you're pretty confident that this tree is going to survive? Several, um, several years or just if it makes it through this I, summer. I feel like it's doing pretty well already. Um, I don't have too many worries about it. it. It seems to be a pretty hardy tree. We definitely It's already starting to bud and it's going to get flowers on it soon. Wow. So. Well, it's, gonna, it's supposed to get really cold again. Yeah. Who knows? I heard that when you uh, – after a tree buds and if it's going to frost, you're supposed to spray it with water and then – Somehow, when it the ice the water freezes and mm-hmm. protects the buds, versus mm. the frost will kill the bud. I haven't heard that. Hmm. I've might... heard of wrapping, um, like putting plastic around your tree, or blowing a fan across your tree. Hmm. But, or or across your plants that could frost. But I've I've never heard of that. All right. I don't know. All right, here we've got another comment. Michael Yoder, he said, really enjoyed the podcast lately. With being stuck at home, it feels like they are happening more than once a week, which is great. They're not. It's just once a week. Yeah. (laughs) Your weeks are just going by faster. I'd really like to hear advice or stories from all of you about owning a home and DIY repairs, if you have any. Boy, do I. Oh, boy. I I don't really have that many. No. Uh, except for installing a fan, but we already covered that, I think. If uh, here, here's something: if you buy an old home, um, expect there to be very odd things going on with your electrical system. Ooh, I agree with that. Like sparks and uh, no, smoke coming out of the outlets, no, that like, kind of stuff. Uh, like things that are wired. In very odd ways. Like oh. when you flip a breaker expecting something to turn off, and then it doesn't. Well, I found out that my oven in the kitchen uh, is on two separate breakers. And hmm. it's not a double breaker either, you know, where they're tied together that you can flip them both on and off at once. Like, that's how our uh, air conditioner is wired, but not the oven. That is interesting. <clears throat> and so... Uh, what's what's really interesting about it is so 
which, okay, so when you want 240 volts for a heavy-duty appliance like an oven, you put two breakers in side by side. They're both 110 volts. But then it gives the, like, the two wires combined gives the oven the 240 volts that it needs. Well, interestingly, because they wired these individually uh, instead of together, it actually, no, it does run through the same wire, by the way. Um, but the one breaker controls half of the lights on the downstairs, and the other breaker controls the other half of the lights plus half of the outlets. Uh. <clears throat> uh. Both of them together control the oven. So uh, if you turn one breaker off, the oven won't work. Won't work, but the but the display on the oven will be fine. How does if that If you turn work? the other breaker off, same diff. The display you, won't work, but the oven will turn on? No, same diff. Oh. But if you turn both breakers off, then the oven turns off entirely. As it should. As it should. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I've got any DIY... Well, Ruben, you uh, tried to install your own ring camera. Yeah, I did. Or was it a flood? Both. Ring doorbell and a ring floodlight. Floodlight. With camera. That was DIY. Yeah, I mean, I've done DIY stuff. You, you replaced your flooring with uh, Tore up flooring. plywood. I, I actually changed uh, the plunger in a, in a or not, I'm not sure what it's called a plunger, but the mechanism that flushes a toilet. Oh, yeah. I changed one of those. That took about all day on Saturday. Dude, I had Anything with plumbing, my, it'll take all day at least. Adjusting one of those toilet flushers, depending what brand you have, is so difficult to do. You mean <clears> for it to be like more sensitive? To be to to flush longer. <clears throat> oh. Don't you just have to like, I had to do that and there's a thing that you have to the turn. Chain or... There's a thing that you have to turn that lets air into the flipper more quickly. Mm. And, or less quickly. Mm. And it is, those components are stuck together so tightly that I was pretty sure I was going to break it. Mm -hmm. But then you didn't. Then I didn't. But I'm... You think there might be like a crack or something? I think there might be some uh, structurally... Unsound. Structurally unsound areas of the plastic now. Yeah. Actually, the next project that I have to do, I have to change the... Um, sensor for my garage door. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I have the parts I need. Do you need. know what you need to do with that sensor? Is what you do is you tape like the the two eyes together, so that they're facing each other. Yeah. Oh, you're saying just not even. Do and it. then you kind of like stick them up in the ceiling somewhere. You with take all the wiring the, out of the you, way. You you and then put them on a done. long wire and chuck them as far into a hole. Yes. In the wall as yes. you can. So that you could never be seen again. So do either of you have those on your garage doors? I do. I do not. But it's super annoying. I do not have it. You don't like it? No. I don't. All it what, takes, is it, what is it for? All it takes is one is of them it, when, to get when your baby When your baby crawls into the garage door. Why garage. is your baby crawling in the garage? Because you're not. Because you're out working, and then your wife closes the garage door. And why is she you, closing the garage door when I'm out working? No, she doesn't know why the garage door is open. Why is there a open. child loose in the garage yeah. when you close the garage door? There's tools. There's. Uh, listen, yeah, your baby might get crushed by the garage door, <laughs> but you know what? If your baby is crawling around in the garage, there's a thousand other things that are going to kill yeah, it too. If it doesn't get crushed like by the tools, garage doors, I have, I, it definitely I have will be crushed by a shovel. 
Yes, I have a leaning shovel. I or have a chainsaw. I have. I don't have a. I'm really. No, I do have a chainsaw. A little Dewalt battery powered chainsaw. Ooh, battery powered to boot. Yes. I don't think of myself as a overly safe person. I'm cautious, but not overly really, safe. You live on the edge. I don't live on the edge. No, you don't. Although when I was changing that ring floodlight, I did take a screwdriver and or uh, pliers and held two wires together to see if it was hot or not. And it was. Why don't you have a tester? <laughs> like, why don't you have one of those little beeper, little beepers that, like, you you can't trust the size those. of a pen. I trust it. <laughs> you, you use a flyer, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll trust this. <laughs> this works. is reliable. All right, I don't take risks. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a pliers and hold two wires together. It was also my helpful dad because did then that I once. knew what, where the breaker was at for, the, for that. Because it, <laughs> it tripped. Yeah, it tripped. My dad did that once by accident. He thought it was off, but it actually was on, yeah. and it melted the pliers. Hold it. It, like, melted a chunk out of it. Wait, wait, wait. Did it, like, weld to it? No, it, like, it, like, well, I shouldn't say, well, yeah, it was melted, but it, like, it, like, burned a hunk out of the pliers. Well, what I did, I grabbed the wire with the pliers and then touched the other wire. Oh, okay. And then, and then you tried to see if it sparked. One time, oh, here's the something. One time, not at a, well, yeah, I was, I was screwing a, a shelf onto the wall at mom and dad's house. To put a Wi-Fi router on top of, and I screwed through the wall into a wire, mm. and it shocked me pretty good. Decent. Through the screw gun, wow! I've the screw al- gun I'm was conducted. <clears throat> Apparently, somehow, I'm always worried when I'm either hammering a nail or screwing something into a, a water wall, pipe that I'm going to hit. Yeah, either water or a gas, gas or electric. I think the worst thing to hit would be internet cable sewer. That would be pretty bad. No. Sewer. <laughs> and internet yeah, cable would be pretty bad. Yeah, sewer. That would be. Yeah, that'd be really. Bad. Water just running into your wall and just down into the but, bay. But, just not just than, but not just. But not just water. Lumpy water. No, but why would you have constant a constant flow of sewage? No, you it, don't. But the problem is you don't because your know. child is upstairs. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know that you've hit it You're until <laughs> after the flush. <laughs> well, the thing is, you accidentally hit that wire while you're trying to adjust how long the, the, the toilet flushes. And so you're doing all these repeated flushes and allowing that water to just flow into your wall. I don't know if you guys have noticed, listener, I'm talking to you, but we have had longer episodes on the French press recently. And it's yeah. because we're not under such tight constraints with other things and Other duties things and duties yeah so uh but i feel it is time to move on to the next topic <clears throat> well oh we have one more piece of feedback we do i do have one more uh, well you have DIY. a story i do have a story but we also have feedback oh, i don't know not a well, diy story but i did i did once fish a big chunk of metal out of my toilet shortly after we moved in hmm. did you put the metal there no, it was there by the previous owner, and for some reason, the toilet kept getting plugged. It wouldn't get plugged whenever you pooped, mm. but it would be, get plugged whenever you flushed toilet paper down after the poop. Hmm. And we discovered that by... I don't, I forget how we discovered that. Was, because was the it, because, piece of metal, like, <clears throat> slicing the poop? It was like... Um, <laughs> it was like, imagine... Mm, these granola bars are great. Oh, I love these. Yeah, they're really good. Imagine Such uh, a, good edible. A, a wind up. You ever see a wind up car? An old fashioned wind up car. One where you back it up to wind it no, up? No, with the key in it. Oh, yeah. I know giant what you're key. I've only seen it in, in the movies and the right. books. But the giant key, mm-hmm. okay? Imagine that giant key 
the the top shape of the giant key. Yes. But the the key part of it is chopped off. So you have this thing with like two ears. Kind yes. Of. And then welded to the side of that is a little chunk of whatever it was Boop. was broken off. <laughs> was was something that this key would pivot on. <clears throat> and so it kind of stuck out the side like like if you would look at it from the top down view of the key, it would be a T shape. And could that, you could you see it somehow? No. It was right around in the upper bend. <clears throat> so if you're looking at the side of your toilet, you have the bowl and then the the you can see the profile of the water the pipe. pipe running through yeah. it. Yeah. And and so it comes out of the bottom of the bowl and then goes up. And it was it was like halfway up the slope is oh. where it was lodged. Wow. And did you ever, how did you, did you ever out? find out what it was? Like, what, no. Did you ever? You should call the owner. Did you just shove your ass. hand down in there no. and started rooting so, around? So I like, I plunged, felt I would plunge and plunge and plunge and plunge and it wouldn't work. Yeah. Nothing happened. It would just plug again. So I got one of those rotor rooters. The rotor rooters. And I got a short one. Oh. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get it out with this. So I shoved that thing down there and. Could you feel resistance? I could feel resistance. I knew there was something, and then I would like shove it, and then I was pretty sure that I got rid of it, and then it flushed decent, and then it plugged again. Uh, and so I was like, "Oh, I it's got to it. be way down in there." So I bought one of the long <laughs> ones, and I shoved the long one down in there. This and is I a was great like, DIY story. I, by I the like way. screwed in like with the crank on it. I like screwed in. I was like, Imagine I found you. something, and I screwed in there, and I pulled. I was like, I got it. <laughs> and then I like was jerking this thing back and, and forth. And your furnace comes shooting up <laughs> right out right of the toilet. the toilet. And then, and then, on happenstance, this piece of metal somehow becomes dislodged and just thloop, falls down. <laughs> it's like here I am, and I was like looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was there the whole time, and whatever I had wedged into was something way down the pipe. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> you hope that it wasn't like didn't cause some damage. To but, but but now oh. now interestingly, um, on wash day, <laughs> here okay we have to continue with this story because it is good. It on is. wash day, uh, the washer. Have you ever watched water come out of the end of a washer, uh, like where it discharges the water out of? No, it comes out really fast. Like like. A, like a- Pressure washer, like, <clears throat> no, like a washing machine. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, but I'm but it is like, it yeah, it is seen. like it's a pipe about an inch and a quarter in diameter, and water is gushing out of there. It's like at an old full faith. force. Like imagine like a garden hose, mm-hmm. like like that force of water, but four times the size of a garden hose. It's wow. a lot of water. Anyways, and so that comes down into our sump pump, and then our sump pump pumps pretty fast too. It pumps faster than the garden hose. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have water in your basement right. every time you do laundry. So anyways, then the in our basement, the pipe goes up from the sump pump and over and out to the side of the house, like outside of the house. And in in the meanwhile, other pipes like go into it, and it, the pipe becomes larger and larger okay. and larger and larger. And so at the point where it goes out the wall, you can see where it goes out the wall into the sewer system. Um, it's like a six inch pipe. It's a pretty big oh, wow. pipe. <clears throat> and this six inch pipe is probably a 10 feet in length. And there's, there's all, there's our, there's the toilet 
and the bathtub and the sink and the sump pump all going into these things, okay? And so now you have a giant channel of pipe or giant piece of pipe going into a smaller pipe for to the sewer. Wait, just There's pause. a problem right there. Pause, pause one <clears throat> second. You have an odd amount of knowledge about the layout of like your pump, your your plumbing system. This is because Ruben, do you know <clears throat> which pipes feed into where and at what point in in time? No, in your house, uh-uh. I well, don't either. There's a reason I know this, and I, and and, and I'll, when I finish the story, you'll know why I know this. So, did you climb into the pipe? I didn't. <laughs> But so the rotor rooter. So the all the pipes that are flowing into this big six inch pipe actually are less volume combined than the six inch pipe. So and then at the exit where it goes out into the sewer, there it's I'm pretty sure it's a smaller pipe in the sewer. So on wash day, the water comes into this six inch pipe faster than it can go out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so it gets backed up, and this whole six-inch pipe gets full of water. Oh. Like, past, like, further back than where the sump pump pushes it water into it. And so when it's not in use, it's full of air, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when it's being used by the sump pump on wash day, and there's multiple loads of laundry, there are sometimes two loads of laundry worth of water in this pipe. And then load number three starts. Oh. Okay? And the water comes gushing into there, and there's no more room, and it can't go out fast enough because I'm pretty sure that there is a blockage in the sewer end of it. And out, beyond your house. Yeah, beyond our house, so outside like- of our domain. Domain. <laughs> and air bubbles come gurgling up through the toilet. Because the toilet has the shortest distance into this big pipe. This is wait, wait, not wait. Good. Why is the toilet going out the same water as your, as all your other water? Everything is going out into the sewer. It all go- gets it go- treated, Ruben. All goes I didn't to know the sewer. that. I didn't know that it all went. Yeah, uh, went out. Okay. Yeah, it all goes out. Now in the country, there's a in lot the of homes end, that don't. In the end, all poop flows the same way. I just thought they kept the actual like, sewer separate from the gray water. Oh, well, it's like, hey, you can drink that water. That was used to, to clean yes, dishes and yes. to do that. Some homes do that don't drink in that the water, country, that and it's it. actually not legal. I think all your gray water is supposed to go into the sewer, but not all gray water does because people don't want their sewers in the country to get full of gray water. Yeah. So... And anyways, and so air bubbles septic. come gurgling up through the toilet. How do you know? How do you, how, doesn't that make you leery? Of the toilet? Yeah. Yes. No, but like also. You don't use the toilet during wash day or during when the washer is going. Because it might gurgle at you. It will splatter your butt with lots of water. Well, some people might think like, wow, this is like a luxury. Aren't there some toilets that like oh, you yeah. can. Squirt water. All over Europe. Yes. No, but this is like, this is like, this Not is a gray pleasant. water. Oh. And sometimes gunk comes up with it. Oh, no. It's nasty. Okay. Have you ever had some gunk come like flying up and out? Yes. Like a, oh, wow. Yes. Whoa. So this we is like projectile lid, We keep sewage. the lid shut of the toilet so that- because it's like splatters onto the bottom of the lid. Whoa, Jeff, this is a good story. 
You this should try. This is why I know how the layout of the pipes is because I have inspected and tried to figure out how to fix this. My la- latest solution, which did help, actually, relatively significantly, was to pour two bottles of the high-powered uh, sulfuric acid Drano down there, which but, I know is like not really. You're not really supposed to do that, but I did, and it helped. But they have different sizes. Is this the the quart size or the gallon? This is the gallon size. Okay. Of the and not just normal Drano. This is like the sulfuric acid stuff that comes in a bag that says danger. Oh wow! And it smokes when you pour it into the toilet. Whoa! <clears throat> that sounds like the good stuff. So yeah, it is the good stuff. Hey, if you it need can also someone... get hot enough that it melts your pipes. Yeah. Which is why you're not supposed to do it. But yeah. there was enough water in there to equal Carry it, it out. Hey, uh, if you want someone to look at blockage, there is a we got a gentleman out. We had some pipes clogged in the uh, in the kitchen. The, the disposal plugged it with, I think it was uh, broccoli. Mm. It was broccoli. Fun. Anyway, uh, and now I'm trying to find his Here Contact. we go. Yeah, here it is. Uh, wait, wait, Phoenix, wait. Is he a sponsor? No. Well, then is, don't talk about it. This is it. a free plug. <gasps> Phoenix Plumbing, Bruce Batson, mm-hmm. he specializes in finding blockages in pipes. And he has he can use a camera to go deep diving oh, into your different down pipes. In there. He could he could really tell you what's what's. I have a camera like what's that. at the end there. I don't want to show it down the toilet. No. Um, well, no, but this is what he does, so yeah. he'd be willing to do that. You know what you actually need. But yeah, Bruce Batson, Phoenix Plumbing. He's in Elkhart Goshen area. Well, I will need to remember to check him out. There's a dog in this room. Oh. I need to remember to check him out uh, if if this issue uh, resurfaces. I'll um, share his contact information with you. Because I, you know, who, who do you think of when you think of... <laughs> Everyone's wondering. <laughs> who do you think of when you think of plumbing? <laughs> oh, my word. Get him out. <laughs> uh, that was uh, my sister's dog. He came walking in to the our podcasting room, and I decided to hold him up to the microphone. He's got a breathing problem. <laughs> uh, so the, the it sounds like a little pig. Uh, the ever famous church plumbing and heating. Oh yes. Yeah. Everyone, do you know Everyone their? Knows do you their know their, their phone jingle. number? Uh, I don't. Two nine five six eight four four. Yeah, but because so I, I heard called their them. ads on the radio. So I so called them at one point to check out this issue, and they charge. One hundred dollars. It was I think ninety or hundred dollars to come out for an evaluation. So that's just upon initial repair. Upon initial like they charge you that them much. showing up at your door yeah, to show up at your door. They charge you that much, and then they start charging per and hour. And then they start charging per hour, but they do deduct that off of the total. Then okay, but I didn't want to spend a hundred dollars to get somebody to come to my house for something that I could do. And this was actually at the point where I was trying to get that little metal thing out, and I got it out for myself. Well with done. The sixteen dollar auger. And how and how many trips to Menards? Two. Okay. Seems, <clears throat> seems good. All right. Do we have a story about painful death? Yeah. Um, so the other night, me and my wife were on the way home. We had eaten. Uh, actually, it was last night. Yeah, last night, me and my wife were on the way home. 
we're on the way home from uh, my parents' house. We had eaten supper there. And uh, we're on the way home. We're about a mile away from our house. And we see, or at least I see, a little, and my wife saw, a little, uh, a, a cute little kitten running not across the road, but alongside the road. It was black. It was a black cat. And I did not swerve at all. I did not try to hit this cat. You did not swerve to hit or miss. Correct. I simply stayed on my way. Stayed your course. Yes. And the cat decided rather than it was kind of like it could have climbed in there was like a ditch along the road Mm -hmm. and it could have either leaped away from the road into the ditch or as we were passing it it could have tried to cross the road (laughs) it chose the latter and it did not go well for it I did not hit it once, but twice, each with my left side tires, the front, then the back. And my car has all-wheel drive. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, and it was just, I don't know for sure, but I think it might have had a collar on it. What do you guys do? Do you stop and, like, see if it has a collar? If it does, do you then go to the nearest house and show the carcass to the... Incidentally. Oh. This same thing happened to me. Last night? (laughs) Two days ago. Oh, my word. Uh, No, it was Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, two days ago. So much death. (laughs) But it was a big cat. Oh. And it was... uh, But, yeah, I, I, I didn't stop. I actually also killed an animal on Sunday, two days ago, but this was a squirrel. So I think the mass... Things happen in triplets. The mass of the animal matters. Yes. If it is a squirrel or rabbit or rodent-sized creature, you definitely don't stop. In fact, I barely even look back to see if it is for sure dead or struggling. But the bigger it gets... The more I think I, I give a little more care mm-hmm. to it, and definitely if if it would be flopping, not quite dead, I would back up and make a- sure it was and dead. run over and it again. It. Yeah. And as far as is it a is it someone's pet? I definitely wouldn't feel guilty for hitting an animal that was on the road. That I mean is just they were in the wrong. The animal you had the right away. Yeah. Well, I mean it's the owner's fault for letting their animal. If they care about it that much, they shouldn't let it out on the road. Yeah. Um, if it would be, if it would have a collar, I don't know. I would probably stop if it was by someone's house and it was clearly someone's dog or cat. I probably would have stopped and went in and just said, "Hey, I nailed your dog or cat." I did do that one time on the way to school many years ago, and yeah, I hit a dog. It was a big dog, so it was you know a lot of mass. You weren't pleased. But, uh, Did it do any damage to your car? No, I had a truck. Oh, okay, good. Um, but yeah, so it was an Amish. It was yeah, it was an Amish house, and so I stopped in and said, "Hey, I'm sorry, I just hit your dog on the road." 
And they said, oh, okay. And they were <laughs> didn't have too if much. You, if, you, if you tell them it was on the road, then I think everyone will understand. If you say, like, hey, I hit your dog in your backyard. <laughs> Whoops. What about if it's in, in, in their drive? drive? <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I've done that excruciatingly slow. And the dog didn't even die. No, I didn't. Well, I think like three weeks later, it died. I went over that dog so incredibly slow. Like, oh, if I man. remember right, I was backing up very slowly, and the dog dragged behind my back tire for a while until finally its skin got caught in the concrete and got pinched, and then the tire had a grip, and then I could feel the entire car, boo. Lurch over its rib cage, <coughs> and it still lived. I think yeah. I actually ran over it like with the back and front tires. Well, you didn't, and for and to defend you, you didn't know what you were driving over. I thought right? it was it was it, it was, was in the winter. Yeah, and I thought it was a massive ice chunk. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't remember seeing any like puddles or like there was no ice. Well, it could have fallen from your wheel well. You know, it sometimes does. It does. Yeah, <coughs> chunk falls down. Well, uh, that poor dog. That 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 story is on the podcast somewhere. It is in, I don't in know the non lost files, the yeah. annuals of history. Yeah. Um, so what did you do? I just kept running driving. But the problem is, <laughs> it was like on the main strip that we drive very often. Mm-hmm. I drive this road every morning and every every evening on my way to and from work and church. So. This like so that ha- I hit the cat last night, and on the way to work this morning, I was reminded of it again because it's there by the carcass itself, and it's just ah oh, man. Well, I, okay, here's some sentiment that you can take if if it's a cat that they would have loved, the owner would have by now probably seen it on the road and done scooped it up with it. Yeah, yeah, lit an altar. Or something had yeah. like a nice funeral service. Although you're not allowed to have funeral services, maybe they're leaving it out there until their this whole gather ban mm, is lifted. Maybe, but yeah. by that time it could be spread out yeah. quite a bit. The, the cat could yeah. be. I think my uh, <laughs> my um, I, I'm very much. I very much naturally lean towards not doing anything about the animal that I just hit to a fault. I'm sure I know <clears throat> to a fault <laughs> because well, before I say why to a fault that I know, uh, I, I would base, I would base it off the value of the animal. Like if I hit a dog that is like an expensive kind of dog that I knew was somebody's pet, I would feel bad. Oh my word. We got to stop. We are at 1% recording and it's going to crash soon. Oh, okay. We have to wrap well, this up next time. Basically, the value of the dog. Hey, can I quickly say the point? You get better. Hurry up. The monkey poop coffee tastes good. Number Point number two, Jeff has toilet that shoots water. Point number three, uh, don't hit animals unless you know they're not someone's pet. <laughs>